0: Welcome to GVN's Talking Comics Interview. On today's show, we welcome talented writer Connor McCreary. Connor is the creator of the popular Kill Shakespeare comic series. He is also the co-creator along with Neil Gibson of their new book Trickster, which has started its Zoop campaign. Here's your host, Martin Sexton. Welcome to another edition of GBN's Talking Comics. I am your host, Martin, and today we have the pleasure of talking to talented writer Connor McCreary. Connor is a prolific writer who has written for some of the biggest names in publishing, including DC, IDW, Boom, Titan, and Dark Horse. Uh, But today we're going to be talking about a new book that he and Neil Gibson have combined for, which is called Trickster, which actually opened up their Zoop campaign yesterday, Uh, And Trickster is basically a very whimsical, funny, uh, and sometimes dark look at uh, leprechauns, pukas, and many of the Irish folklore creatures. Uh, So we're going to be talking about his career, his new book, uh, how that came about, his work with Zoop, and much more. So let's welcome Connor McCreary to GBN's Talking Comics interview. How are you doing today, Connor?
1: I'm really well, Martin. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm, Uh I'm looking forward to our delayed chat.
0: Yes, yeah. So we were actually scheduled for yesterday, but uh, uh, my main Connor, talks a lot, right? So, uh, so uh, it's all uh, it's all good. So because uh, uh, so as I uh, had mentioned, uh, we're going to start with you, a little bit of your background for those of sure. uh, my followers who aren't familiar. Uh, you started out in journalism, I believe. Uh, so, how in yes. the world did you get from journalism to writing comics?
1: Oh man, happy accident, I guess. I mean, so yeah, I I actually so actually. Before I was a journalist, I actually did spend a little bit of time, I'm from Toronto, Uh, I spent a little bit of time in film and television up here. And so I actually, uh, myself uh, and a friend, we created a kids TV show that got optioned. But then, you know, we actually had a couple of scripts written and saw some animation, but it never got made ultimately. And same thing happened to a feature film script I wrote where I got some money with my co-writer and the company that was like, we're going to make this our second feature film did survive their first one. Um, And so from there, I was kind of like, well, I like writing, I like storytelling, but I need a job that's going to pay. And so I kind of moved into journalism, which was a bit of an accident. And then while I was working uh, at Business News Network, and I I got the chance to travel a little bit and work, uh, I actually worked as a journalist in Africa, which was really, really cool. Um, I was kind of still coming up with story ideas. And that's where this Kill Shakespeare idea came up with me and Anthony Delcall. And we'd worked on projects before and yeah, that just kind of came together and we just sort of thought this is a really neat idea and we we've got to do it. We really want to do it. And I'd been working at that time. I'd actually been working part-time at the silver snail, which is kind of a legendary comic shop here in Toronto. And, you know, though I was, I'd always been into comics, but I was kind of rediscovering my love. I kind of had stopped reading them at like 17, like, Oh man, I, I got to leave childish things behind and was now reading the transmets and the whole vertigo explosion and was like, oh my gosh, this story, these stories are amazing. And Thank I gave them know. to my friend Anthony and he was like, this is great. And we kind of were like, why couldn't we kill Shakespeare be a comic book? And, and that's that's really how it started. It was, it was a why not question. And we found series artist, Danny Belanger and away we went. I say, I say, you actually uh, answered one of my questions
0: before I got to answer, but that that works out actually. Okay, now so you've written for a lot of the you know the big name publishers DC IDW Boom and all of them. Uh, does the when you work for the different publishers, does the way you work change any, or does it depend on
1: the artist you're working with, or uh, how does that exactly work? Maybe the answer should be it should, but right. no, I'm pretty <laughs> consistent. I mean, I you know my style of writing has changed a little bit in terms of like one of the things I really learned from Anthony. He's a real structure guy. Uh, I I tended to be more of like a write on instinct. And I found that having more structure lets me do more instinctual stuff. So I think I've become more of a structured writer. But it's not like, you know, I've never I haven't experienced a publisher saying, hey, we want you to write like this or we need you to do it this way. There it's always pretty similar in the sense of the bigger, the bigger one I would say is with the artist. I've had a couple of uh, scenarios where the artist and I have really worked very closely and we, they get into the script and I go into the roughs and we really, it's really collaborative. And I've had some situations where it's been more like, okay, we'll send the pages. You'll see them when they're done. And, you know, unless there's an absolute like big screw up, it's, we're just going to keep it as is. And so that, that would be more of the difference I think, but that's, that's, kind of a bit of, i would say more about licensed properties than right. you know stuff you're writing yourself
0: i say and actually that was something i've only learned uh since i've been doing the interviews thing is i always assume that the writer and the artist all work you know kumbaya together and sometimes right they don't even meet each other they just yeah. you turned in your script and i'll draw what i'm gonna draw and uh hopefully you like it and that's how that works uh, so uh that was kind of surprising to me okay so you are teaming uh Neil Gibson for Trickster, uh, which actually just started a Zoop campaign uh, yesterday. It did, Uh, that's right. That's right. So uh, tell us a little bit about Trickster and uh, because, I mean, the little bit I've read of it, so it's a wonderful mix of humor and whimsy and and goes a little dark. What inspired you to do Trickster?
1: Well, so Neil Gibson uh, is a really great creator out of the UK. Your audience may know him from Twisted Dark. And so Neil and I had met on the convention circuit and we just just, you know, you just meet somebody and you just connect with them. You just click. We had similar sense of humor. We're both mediocre writers. It was perfect. Um, and so we were just kind of talking about ideas and this trickster idea. I, I love Celtic mythology. Um, and Neil's actually also of Irish descent. So he was like, yeah, you know, he, had a, uh, he liked that too. And we just started kind of getting talking around Irish mythology. And we kind of both came to this kind of this very weird space of leprechauns. And both of us were kind of randomly like, oh, it's so weird that leprechauns have been betrayed in culture as the little guys with the hats or the murder mystery. Cause they're, you know, if you're being nerdy about it which I tend to be, um, you know they're the children of the sun God. They're actually supposed to be tall and beautiful. And so we were kind of joking about like, well, why did we think they looked like this? And we were talking about the notion of like illusion and you know, about maybe you want to look that way. And that just kind of started the whole idea of like, well why would a leprechaun be on earth why would they why would they have chosen like why would leprechauns choose to look a different way why did they have that power of illusion and it just started to build into this really deep fantasy world and we honestly neil and i worked on it for close to a decade off and on we would talk we had we have a massive spreadsheet we have like four of them actually all these different ideas uh and after so long we sort of were like well are we going to do something with this or not and so that's where we really honed in on this first adventure. So Trickster is about this guy, Rory. He, he is a leprechaun. He is a master of illusion. He does not look like what you think leprechauns look like, but it doesn't matter because, because of his powers of illusion. You'll never really know what Rory looks like anyways, but he is sort of a Robin Hood type figure. He tries to help out with like petty crimes in his neighborhood, but what he's actually doing is he's in hiding, which is something that nobody knows, but him and a few people that are looking for him. And so Rory has, is in hiding on earth. And this first adventure brings in some dark fairy creatures, some, you know, some monsters of Celtic lore that have suddenly popped up and Rory has to make this choice of, you know, he has this kind of promise. I don't, I don't get involved with fairy world stuff, right? Like I've got my small group of friends, some of which are from the fairy lands, but beyond that, I don't I don't do that. But this one, he has to make a hard moral choice. And when he chooses to do, to get involved, it's gonna open the door to all the secrets he's been hiding kind of both from himself and from some of his best friends. And so, you know, core is a monster of the week book. It's kind of our superhero book. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of adventure. There's broad humor. There's bad jokes that we think are good, Um, you know? And yeah, it's meant to be a fun romp, but it is a little dark. There are a few parts that are push the envelope. So I like to think of something like Shaun of the Dead, or maybe an army of darkness right. where there are those moments where you're like, oh that was actually that actually gave me the gave me the x a little bit."
0: <laughs> you ever see exactly what he looks like? I mean, as you said, he keeps it, it depending on who's looking at him, he looks different. Well, they ever show where we'll see exactly So yeah, what he looks so like? actually
1: in in the first book, we do show you his true form. So pretty early in the first book you do get to see his true form. Uh, and as the book goes we spend more time with him which was kind of actually something we did intentionally because part of our main character Rory part of his story is about kind of being willing to see himself he has some interesting ideas about his past and about what we, about what his fault was in it he's, he's actually way too hard on himself and so in a weird way we wanted this book to start off with him often hiding in disguise for story reasons but it is a bit of a metaphor for a character who. That's his main struggles. He's gonna to have to be able to learn to look at himself and actually like what he sees. Uh, and the irony to me is that there actually isn't really anything bad for him to look at the mirror. He's just holding a lot of guilt from something he did in the past and from the people he hurt and from the lies he told, but he had his reasons.
0: Uh, so uh, so how many, you
1: know, I, I know you're putting
0: out the first issue through Zoop. Uh, are there multiple issues to the story or?
1: So, yeah, so what we've done, so Neil and I, along with artists uh, Veronica Saraceno and Nesbozza, who are the, the art team on the book. So, we've got the, we've, we've written, so we've written actually outlines for many arcs, but we've written the first trade that's completely written. And about 80% of the trade is drawn. And so we were planning on releasing it probably later this year, was the original idea. But we started talking with Eric and Jordan at Zoop. And got excited about what, the, what what they're trying to do, and we thought, well, why don't why don't we try Zooping this first issue? Like, let's let's see, like let's give our fans from Kill Shakespeare and Twisted Dark a chance to get some exclusives and to dip their toes into the story and see if they like it for you know a few bucks before we kind of bring out the trade. And right. so yeah, that, that was for us it was hopefully a win win. We we get to test the story, we get some good feedback, our fans get something that nobody else will get, and. You know hey if it ends up end up being their cup of tea well they they bought one issue as opposed to maybe buying a trade and then being like oh well i love the guys but this isn't my thing right. but it's going right. to be their thing
0: but yeah. that's the one that's one of the wonderful things about uh zoop is right you get you almost get to, as you said you get to kind of test uh, drive it and see if you like it uh and uh, uh as many books as i've bought since zoop has started doing Campaigns. I must like a bunch of them because i got a bunch of them. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, so you mentioned uh, artist Veronica uh, Cerinzano. I, you know, I was not familiar with her when uh, I first started looking into it, but I w- went to her website. She does, like I said, all of her work is so full of
1: whimsy, and it, to me, it's almost perfect. So, how did that collaboration come about? Yeah, you know, so Veronica was somebody that uh, we've been we've been kind of casting about for a, for an artist for this project for a while, and we we actually tested a bunch of people. And nobody was quite right. We actually one one. So one of the covers is by a guy by the name of Vince Nico. And we actually, we actually had some great, we had great chemistry with him. But ultimately Vince was like, you know what? I don't think I'm a interiors guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a covers and pinup guy. Um, and so we're like, okay, so what do we do now? And Veronica was someone that Neil had had a little bit of encounters with because Neil's based in the UK, Veronica's out of Italy. I can't remember where he'd seen her work before, but we were both kind of struck by it. There was something, like you said, there's like a real fun and whimsy. And at first we sort of thought, I don't know, like, I know this book is supposed to be a horror comedy, but maybe she's too, you know, like there's that, you know, that European style, but the more you see it, she's just got such a magical style. She's such a talented artist. And working with Agnese uh, Pozza, the colorist, you know, there there are those colorists like there are those line artists and those colorists who when they come together the work just pops in a, in a whole new way and they're they're one of those teams it's each page the book gets better and better and better and uh yeah it's, it's really exciting
0: i said uh, yeah i was i was really impressed okay so now we talked about you know you're partnering with zoo as your crowdfunding source
1: uh and
0: uh as far as how did you decide to use Zoop, I mean, because there are other crowdfunding sources, uh, how did you, what did you end up putting into it as far as research that made you decide to go with Zoop?
1: I mean, partially Zoop had reached out to us. Uh, so one of the two principals, Eric Moss, uh, had worked at IDW when I was doing Kill Shakespeare. So we had a relationship and, you know, he's someone I trust. And, you know, I think he, um, you know, he, he trusts me to be able to tell a good story I mean, and part of it was just, I mean, Zoop's ideas are, you know, it's pretty interesting. It's, you know, as you know, Kickstarter has done very well with comics. There's like $17 million pledged this year. But what I thought was interesting about Zoop is, you know, what they'd really like to create is sort of a curated crowdfunding source. So that, you know, like when you do a a Kickstarter for comics, it's not like Kickstarter says, Hey Martin, here's all the other comics we're doing. And for good reason. But with Zoop ultimately what they want to do is be like, Oh, you're a comics lover. We're going to be doing a curated, Set of comics. There's going to be a bunch of projects, but not like as many as, say, Kickstarter. And so we really like the idea of A, Zoop is going to do a lot of the back end work for you, um, which is a bear. And B, we really like the idea of being part of this comics community of people who would, there would be this kind of, you know, hey, I backed this book. And so now I'm going to find out about your book. We just thought it would broaden the reach. Um, and yeah, like I said, you know, I know Eric and I, I we thought, you know, for one issue, like, let's try it, Let, let's see how this works. I mean, it, it's exciting to do something new.
0: Yes, of course. Okay. So if, if we, uh, our followers go to Zoop to check out uh, trickster. So what are they going to find?
1: So they're going to find very much like a kill Shakespeare or sorry, very much like a Kickstarter landing page. Uh, you're going to get a video of me and Neil, uh, we, we may not have been on our best behavior at the end of that video. <laughs> um, you know, you're going to see some. You're going to see some interior pages. You're going to get a whole bunch of ideas of what the exclusives are. Um, you know, you're going to have a chance if you want to reach out to Neil and I and ask us questions. But yeah, basically, you're going to find. Uh, you know what? It's going to be a, it's going to be a very fun, s- darker than you think, but still very fun, Monster of the Week adventure. And yeah, knock on wood. What we really hope is that if if people really respond to Trickster and when we put up the trade later, that this could be a thing we, you know, we do for a few years. Cause like I said, we, we actually have a lot of ideas of where this whole story would go and what we would do with it. And yeah, you know, for people who like Kill Shakespeare and like that epic feel, Trickster is going to bring that. It's gonna be a very different tone in some ways, um, but it's gonna bring a lot of that. So if you read Kill Shakespeare and you love Falstaff, there are a lot of Falstaffy type characters in, uh, in Trickster.
0: All right, very good. Okay, so um, that's pretty much what I got for you. But before I let you go, uh, I'm going to give you a chance. To say, I don't know if you, you know, I know you've been kind of probably laser focused on Trickster, uh, but uh, did you have any other projects that you had going that you want, wanted or could talk about? And uh, where can fans go if they want to connect on social media with you?
1: For sure. Uh, actually, I'm glad you asked that, Martin, because today is uh, the release of another book of mine. So I've been doing a book called The Last Switch with Boom, which is a all ages fairy tale story about a young girl in medieval Ireland whose uh, village is uh, destroyed by a coven of witches. And she has this, this strange mark on her body, this witch mark that is going to let her find those witches and hopefully keep them from ending the world. Uh, it's very much a tale. A uh, trickster is very much a tale about the haves and have nots in society of about, you know, fighting for the little guy. And the last witch is a little bit more about wanting to be special becoming special and then kind of having to um you know not turn to the dark side it's a it's you know but it's that one's an all ages book trickster has a couple of darker moments like there's no language or anything in trickster but there are some darker scarier moments where last which i like to say it's from 9 to 99 it is a great book to give to your 10 11 12 13 14 year old but it's also a heck of a great book if you like a fairy tale to read on your own or use it as an excuse to read it uh, to your kids I, I read it to my six and eight year old and we have a ton of fun. Of course, I wrote it and they probably feel obliged to tell me <laughs> they think it's great, but they do. My kids say it's great. Yeah, well, they- <laughs> but yeah, that's with Boom, and that's out That's out, uh, That's out. at Comic Shops today, which is the 8th of uh, September. And then it'll be in bookshops on the 14th. Excellent. And now, oh, yeah, okay. sorry. Social media-wise, you can yes. find me on Twitter. Uh, so I'm Connor McCreary on Twitter. Uh, you can find me, Kill Shakespeare as well on Twitter. Kill Shakespeare and Connor McCreary on Facebook. And I'm The Real Connor on Instagram if you generally want to see pictures of my kids um that's generally what goes on there because i'm lazy about putting art on my phone but sometimes i put art on my phone and i and i sample what we're doing as well but yeah that's the major stuff i'm up to right now in the comic space
0: all right all right so it sounds great like i said and uh i hope all our followers will check it out they can go to uh www.zoop.gg c slash trickster uh check that out and uh i appreciate it connor and uh uh we'll be paying close attention of course to uh trickster and uh also uh your your other work and uh hopefully we get to talk to you again down the line
1: yeah thanks so much martin i really appreciate it all right thank you sir thank you for listening to gvn's talking comics please come back again talking comics is a production of geek Vibes nation